The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Oh, yeah. Level three begins now, now, now. I did not have a great night tonight. We, we do very well with the NBA props. I got to tell you, man, we've been in an NBA prop uh, zone. But the, like I said, the college bowl games, it's roll the dice, and we've been going heavy. We've been going big units. We've been coming in on each game. We've been knowing, we've been doing everything we said not to do with the bowl games. right? <laughs> right? But... I'm actually, I know this. I'm going in. I'm having fun with it, knowing, all right, this is kind of crazy. Uh, this is kind of crazy, but I, you know, I'm a football junkie, and I know the college football season's coming to an end. It's going to be over. Like, this is it, right? You got a couple more days of a bunch of games, and then after that, it, it winds down. Look, you got the college football playoff, a couple of more games on Saturday, the New Year's Day, and then boom, it's over. Right, you got a bowl game on Tuesday, and then you got the final after that. So, I'm sort of just getting, you know, getting my fix in now while I can, and uh, and and clicking away. So I didn't have a great day today. I missed on some props. I got to tell you, Mississippi State did me in. Mississippi State screwed me pretty good, man, because Texas Tech did their part, and Mississippi, you know what I mean. The Mississippi State, if Mississippi State wasn't so useless on offense, the game would have went over the number. So I lost them. I lost the total plays. I went big on the total. I got cocky after I won big on the early game, and I gave it all back. It was one of those type of days. But man, there's always got to be a silver lining. There's a couple of ways you can look at it. It's like, yeah, whatever, all right. You know what I mean? If I just win this next. I just got a lot of it back with Minnesota. Uh, but I had some money tied up in the NBA at the time, but we crushed the Minnesota Golden Gopher game. So now we just sort of got to go on a little bit of a roll tomorrow. It's kind of the tough games tomorrow, but... What I like about the fact is I did get in a play, Houston and Michigan. Houston and Michigan at plus money. And uh, some nice plus money on this one, too. So I got the mission, and I played alternative line. Like, the game was, like, tied or whatever with Houston. You, you, I got it, like, plus 134 type of deal. Taking Houston and then Michigan at plus 10. It was seven and a half. I was like, oh, I'll make it eight. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'll just make it 10 and see what it pays. I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. So I've got a nice play in on that. I got Houston. So Houston Cougars beat Auburn already. Now I got the Michigan Wolverines at plus 10. I already have another. I have another teaser, actually, with the Michigan Wolverines with the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins won. I got the Michigan Wolverines plus 17 and a half. 
uh, but I need Oklahoma tomorrow at plus five and a half. To, and, then, and then I'll have Michigan at plus 17 and a half. See what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to just sort of stockpile a bunch of Michigan plays at plus points, plus points, plus points, plus points, because I already have them at 50 to 1 to win the championship. Right? So even though, I don't know, you know, part of me wants to say, you know, screw it and just take the money line again. I got to be smart about it and say, all right, listen, I already have them at 50 to 1. So let me just attack the point spread and teasers here and try to build it up. And, you know, maybe I'll sprinkle a little bit and try to cash in again. Because I have to tell you, even if Michigan wins, I don't know if they're going to win the championship, right? And I've said it before and I'll say it again and I mean it. Even if Cincinnati beat Alabama and Michigan won, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is going to be easy. It wouldn't be. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. All right, man, there's a ton of stuff going on, man. You know, earlier in the day, I thought, well, wow, Carson Wentz being out is kind of the story of the day and all these bowl cancellations. But John Madden has unfortunately passed away at the age of 85 years old. May he rest in peace. We celebrate a uh, real, uh, real icon. It's funny, too, we're seeing he's being called an esports icon, too. And you can't really argue it. Although, let, you know, let's be real. It wasn't like John Madden was at home designing the game, all right? <laughs> so let's, let's chill out with that. They put his name on it. But him being the voice on the game was what made it, too. Right? So, yeah, rest in peace to John Madden. Unfortunately, UCLA had to pull out of the Holiday Bowl. And, uh, of course, Carson Wentz has been placed in the COVID protocol for how long? I don't know. We're going to find out. And LeBron James started at center for the first time in his 19-year career. We didn't get to this yet because we were so football heavy. Well, this guy thinks he's Magic Johnson now, huh? Um, LeBron said after the game, I was a skinny, lanky kid growing up. Uh, but I was never one of the biggest guys or, uh, or in the center position. Who took the opening tip against the six foot nine Christian Wood? Yeah, you're you're six foot nine and two hundred fifty pounds, bro. <laughs> I've always played the wing or kind of handled the ball. Uh, let's just be real. Like I said, how many centers in the NBA are smaller than LeBron James? Like I don't know, like half of them, if not more than that. <laughs> the, who's the Raptors center? Like Ken Burtz? I don't know, he's like six ten. Boucher, six nine. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the norm now. Whatever, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I've said a couple of things, all right? And so have a couple of our guests, and they've been right about it. Anthony Davis the most valuable player on this team. LeBron's the greatest, and, uh, and all this, and to the modern people, and all this. I'm a Jordan guy, but, you know I mean? I get it. You know, LeBron, I'm not saying that AD's better than LeBron Jordan is. Uh, LeBron Jordan, LeBron James uh, is. But, we, you, know, you see, they don't win when AD's not there, right? Say I would ever to beat Houston, but... I've said it a million times, too, because I hate that Jordan-LeBron comparison. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm crossing the names over here. I've always said, to me, LeBron is way more like Magic Johnson. We all know Kobe's, Kobe is MJ, all right? Steve Mack next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. This is Sports Rage. It's the Twisted Tuesday. I am Gabriel Moranzi, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Good Radio Networks, the Mightier 1090. Let's do this thing. Let's uh, break it down. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, steps up and in. Bowl season has begun. Happy New Year, Steve. Merry Christmas, all that other stuff. Let's do it. How you doing? Hey, Gabe, doing well. Last, uh, last time we'll talk this year here on uh, Sports Rage. Oh, maybe, unless you join us on Friday night. Me and Dave Sherpan are going to be on during the uh, the Michigan-Georgia Michigan game, uh, New Year's Eve. We're going to be kicking at 7 o'clock until midnight Eastern, Friday night, Merrill. So that's in-game live, though. I said sports rage, right? Te- that's okay. a technicality. Yeah. yeah, but it might All not right. be the last time you and I talk, and that's what counts, Gabe, as long as you and I get to talk again this yeah, year. Yeah, you I'm slipped happy. that one past me. I just sort of <laughs> – you, you, you slipped that one past me. So. Technicality. So this, this bowl season, you know, you and I talked about this last week. It's tough, you know, being a handicapper right now. It's tough when you bet on a daily basis, having to deal with the daily injuries in the first place to begin with. But now you throw COVID in and now, you know, you handicap these bowl games. You talk about these bowl games. You put the work in and then the bowl games get canceled. But, hey, it is what it is. You've got to handicap them. But, man, these games are getting canceled just hours before kickoff now. Yeah, it's it's like the NBA on a nightly basis. And it, to be honest, the NBA kind of has their act together. We've seen less cancellations here the last few nights. And, um yeah, these bowl games are crazy, and I purposely don't really put anything out in advance, you know, more than a day or so, because you just don't know what's going to happen. It's not worth also putting all the man hours and work into it several days in advance when one out of every five seems to be canceled. Um, with that said, though, I do think we're going to start to see less of it, um, although I don't know. I mean, the problem is if they're still testing everybody every day, everyone's testing positive. I'm not sure how sick anybody is, but everyone's testing positive. Uh, but don't you get the feeling there's no way in the world these two national semifinal games are going to be canceled? Like, it, are they just not going to test them? I mean, it's like the odds are one of those four teams is going to probably have COVID. I mean, if the way everything's going. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how these big bowl games play out. That's a good point. If you play the percentages between the four teams, oh, yeah. you figure that one of them, 25%, exactly, when you look at the how uh, the spread, it's a good point. I, I think you're right. I don't think they will test. Who uh, who checks this stuff anyway, Steve? Exactly. And, and like you the know, NFL like, says actually, they're going to test like, less now with the playoffs around the corner. Surprise. You think they're going to cancel an NFL playoff game? I mean, there's just. No, the like, NFL, they're going to change the rules. They'll, exactly. they'll, they'll, they'll just change the rules. We talked about it earlier. So basically they're going to make it, Steve. So. You test everyone on Monday, and then, okay, you let them clear by the weekend anyways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a deal. But, you know, at some point, you're right. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to let asymptomatic people uh, move on. Otherwise, society will shut down for the next couple of months. 
It already happened, Steve. I don't know if you saw. There was 3,000 uh, 3, canceled flights on Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas yep. Day, et cetera. And it was due to the fact that, like, pilots, flight attendants, airport workers, basically everybody has Omicron. Correct. Yet not everybody's sick. Not everybody's in the hospital. So at some point, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, we can go on and on about this, Steve. If anything, I think it's all a positive, though. Everybody's going to get herd immunity, and everybody's going to freaking have it over the next couple of weeks, and we can move on with our lives in two months. Exactly right. No, I mean, that's been my take now for weeks when I've heard that it's more contagious and less deadly or, you know, less sickly, whatever the term would be, you know, for the most part. I was like, that's actually the best thing that could ever happen because that's how it can run its course. And um, Yeah, you don't I, even get tested for 90 days um, if you get it. And even in, like, real society, not just sports, Steve. Right. Like I was actually on the CDC website earlier tonight and it said the same thing about like boosters and blah, blah. And if you had it 90 days clearance after. So I, I just stated there is there is a light at the end of the tunnel uh, for all of this. But as we stated, it's 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 sort of it is reminiscent of two years ago when this happened. And I remember because, you know, we weren't really used to that. Guys, there wasn't really ever canceled games before, Steve. You know what I mean? I remember you said it, Gabe. You said it. We were doing a show, maybe was it, what, mid to late February? And it was the same show in which you told me that 25% of people thought coronavirus came from Corona beer. And I thought you were joking, but you weren't. And that was a real poll. And then you told me about 25%. Or two, one out of seven think that chocolate milk come from yeah, brown 14% cows. 14% chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah it's just insane. <laughs> I've told somebody. I've given you credit every time I tell people that, by the way. Yeah, but, if you look it up, Steve, it backs up, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But, it's but Gabe, you said scary. this was probably like mid to late February and I remember you said it on the air with me that afternoon we were doing like a daytime show and then I actually went to some Larry basketball games the, re the next week or two and you said they're going to be games I, you might not have gone as far as said they're going to cancel the season but you said there could be no fans I think that's what you said initially. oh I was definitely the first like before you were. I'll cor give you cor credit. coronavirus yeah yeah so much so that some people called me out and said I don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah, it was yeah. a month before it happened. I was like, no, nah, they'll never have no fans at the NCAA yeah, yeah, tournament yeah, 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 games. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not yeah, only did yeah, they yeah, not have yeah, fans, yeah. they didn't have the damn tournament. I yeah, mean, yeah, no yeah. way I saw that coming. But so you never know. And now the funny thing is now, Gabe, like, I think we over expect the worst and it doesn't happen now. Like, they're not going to cancel these playoff games. I just don't see it happening. I mean, like the no. I, and I mean, that, that's why this whole thing's they're not going, going to test them. Right, that's why the whole thing's kind of a joke to me. It's because I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure those two games are going to be going on when you and Dave are talking about an in-game live on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, as well. And as I said, I don't really know. Like, like you know, another thing is, like, the NCAA, the NCAA doesn't have anything to do with, like, the college football playoff. Like, so they that's, don't admit that's it. A, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, yeah. so you know what I mean, Steve? So, like, who runs this thing? Well, the college football playoff committee. <laughs> the head of the SEC, the the AD from Iowa, like who's like I said, like who's actually monitoring any of this, Steve? Plus, you you've got I mean? the whole student confidentiality thing, which is the yeah, greatest. You can say oh, it's medical, it's confidential, right. that's, that's medical private that. information, it's, and we're not sharing now. Take right, us to that, court. <laughs> like, I can't tell you what the test results were, and they're gonna all play. It's like it's a, it's a great uh, hedge. And I can just imagine, like you know what I mean, like Georgia and like at the press conference, like both. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Testing's going great. <laughs> both let's say testing's going great, guys. The hell are you gonna say? As you say, that, you know, but it's a good point, though, isn't it, Steve? A little dynamic there, isn't it? That, um, that as I said, it's not the NCAA, so I don't know. It's not like, you know, it's not like the UFC or USADA or stuff like that where, like, oh, you got to piss in a cup. Like, it's basically they're policing themselves, right? It's a bunch of guys that are making money off of this policing this. Yeah, that's a great point, though. I need to look into that more because the NCAA has to have some – no, they don't. Aspect. They do don't, not I mean, run the college football playoff. They have zero input on it.
That's interesting. I they mean, run like the US NCAA Open. tournament, but hence it's called the NCAA tournament. Right, it's that's not why called the NCAA football playoffs. And in fact, the NCAA football playoffs are all the other stuff, Steve. That is the NCAA football playoffs. Correct. Yeah. And North Dakota State said it once again, of course. Uh, we can talk about that with Sheriff. And um, yeah, that, that North, it's Mon, who's it? Montana State? Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's they really milked this thing. What are they waiting for? How come they didn't play yet? <laughs> I know. It's like, the, uh, the other thing, too, I've got, how about this theory, Gabe? So, like, you look at the NFL, though, I do think, like you said, the NFL is going to test less. They're going to change the rules, kind of. But you almost feel like any team in the NBA also, I thought about this yesterday, like a team that hasn't been hit yet, do you have to be extra cautious playing them in advance because they're almost due to have somebody get it now? I mean, it's, I don't know. There's two ways to look at it. No, exactly. I'd rather get it now. Like, look if you're Carson Wentz, right? It's kind of like, yeah, is the timing good? No. Colts are rolling. But you playoffs, get it yeah. right now, you'll be back for the playoffs, and um, you don't get tested again now for the rest of the year. Yeah. Right? That was the same thing with Aaron Rodgers, right? He doesn't get tested now for the rest of the year. Until, yeah. actually, I think it's kind of crazy, Rodgers would get tested Super Bowl week, <laughs> just as we just talked about, sort of the craziness of all that. Yeah, and you got to wonder how much the league, yeah, I mean, the league. No, I don't know, Steve. Impressed. I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart when it comes to this stuff. Like, I always wonder, like, all right, well, yeah, would you make the Buccaneers play in the same way you made the Browns play? I agree. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, would you make the Cowboys? Is it the same rules for the Cowboys? Same rules for the Packers? Um, you know, you see it in the NBA. Would it be the same rules for the Lakers as it is like for, for the T-Wolves and the Raptors and stuff? Some of these teams that are being forced to play with four guys and like off the street, et cetera, Steve? That's my deal with all this. Or would they have canceled every one of the NBA games on Christmas Day if they'd had to? There's no way. You know, it's like, although they did have the NFL competing, so it wasn't quite as big. The, the tell-sale sign to me, though, Gabe, also is like, look at the college basketball slate the last couple of days. Oh, I like, do. Probably, I what, what's going half, on? Half the it's games have probably been canceled, right? But no NBA games like the last couple of nights have been canceled all of a sudden. That's the telltale no. sign to me. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious what's going on. I get it. The NBA is just saying, you know what, we've got to carry on because this thing's not going away anytime yeah, and soon. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think that's but, what it should be. Yeah, but at the but same point in time, let's be real. There's some bad basketball, bro. And, like, it's not even G League players. Like, they're signing guys out of the big three right now. <laughs> so, like, it's, 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 and you're charging people real money for this, right? Fans paid real money to go to these games. More with Steve Merrill on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and 
internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. The late-night anger man for Cross continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moransky. We're breaking bread with Steve Merrill. WagerTalk.com, ProSportsInfo.com uh, as well. We'll get to the college football bowl games, uh, but as long as we were just last talking about college basketball and the recent schedule, um, well, we have the highest-profile team of them all, the highest-profile team <laughs> in the land. And, in fact, the only team in the country that still, although it's kind of – no one's really played, Steve. Like, the numbers really haven't moved since the last time we spoke, really. Like, you know, Monmouth is now 12-1. and one. They lost once to Hofstra, ironically enough, who play William & Mary. <laughs> so, William & Mary, the only winless team ATS. 0-11 ATS on the season. The only team that hasn't covered a number yet. And uh, word on the street is, man, man, you're quite the uh, you're quite the fan. You lay, you're really supporting this team this year. You're going to a lot of games. You're going to the game tomorrow. Yeah, I already paid for my season tickets. I mean, so I can't waste that money, right? I got. <laughs> they actually got a cool schedule. They play a two o'clock Eastern game on Friday afternoon, the thirty first. That'll actually be kind of fun. There's nothing else That's going a good on. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's before, and they're having a little. Um, so one thing they did a couple of years ago, they put in that one of the uh, ends of the arena is open and one of the local beer like company restaurants puts like a whole like area in there. We can sit like on couches and watch. There's an air hockey table and they've got food and like beverages. And apparently they're going to do like a 3.30 Eastern like preview for the football game. So I think people might be hanging like out there a afterwards. Party. Yeah, so, so a little I bit guess, of a party. I was going to ask you that. Do they serve yeah. wine and beer in the stands or just in the lounge type thing? Never have. All the 30-plus years I've been back and forth, you know, to the games. Um, they've never had it at the concessions, but this little, like, kind of thing in the uh, the end zone, basically, the stadium they've had the last couple years. So that helps yeah, people yeah. get by when you're 0-12. It's 0-12, don't forget. They are 0-12 in Division One games straight up in ATS. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, not only are they 0-12, the Idaho State Vandals, who played last Wednesday as well when we did the show late Tuesday night last week. Idaho State did squeak out that cover by a single basket. You know what, though, Steve? We went over this before. I swear to God, every everyone everywhere has the Matt 0 and 11. I'm looking at their uh, 12 games here. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They so played I think it's the dispute one. of people. and You know what I mean? We, it's tough when you get into this stuff about yeah, that. I don't know if they're not counting one of the games, if that's the deal here. Yeah, no, I'm looking at I've got all 12 logged here. Because obviously I'm following it closely. They've uh, they they beat a Division three team, Mary Baldwin, who Cam Stewart still claims does not exist. Yeah, yeah. Other, so that, that, that was no point spread for that. Correct. Game. But they're they're that that was a win though. So they're 0 and 12 against Division one teams, and they haven't covered. I've got lines on all 12. They had some neutral court games. They had a neutral court game against Howard, uh, but they didn't cover that. They played um, Norfolk State, American. So those were all extra games in Hampton. And maybe even uh, so, those four on the extra board, but they definitely were lined. So it just depends. You know, maybe some sites aren't tracking one of those. And let's be honest, like there's 358 teams in Division One. I. I think they all have point spreads now. You know in the what extra it was? Board. You know, I'm so looking. Could, I'm looking now, Steve. The Howard game was not lined. Yeah, that's why it was the second of a back-to-back. So the Baldwin game, as you talked about, the Mary Baldwin or Sarah Lee, whatever the hell you were talking, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Mary like, Hardman Baylor is what got us talking. Yeah, that was the best. Mary Hardman. Hey, hey, that bet won, huh? I remember I jumped in. They, they killed the title, them, right? Yeah, they smoked them. They smoked. Yeah, they played. Okay, Georgia so we State finally we finally solved the mystery, though. Yeah, it was I'm new- looking before. right now the Howard game. Because I'm thinking, I, I just confused Howard with Hampton. I'm like, no, no, there's a point spread for Hampton. It was three points. I remember that game. 
Yeah, yeah no, it's okay. So I'm, I'm looking at the chart right now. No point spread for the Mary Baldwin game. One underdog against Howard. So Howard was actually favored okay. in that game. And they lost by okay, six. So you know what the deal is with that? Not all books had point spreads for it, I guess. That's that's yeah, it, why. Howard's an extra team, but like I actually talked about Howard last week on Wager Talk today. Georgetown. Oh, they're a real team. I know. I'm yeah, surprised. Actually, I've actually got a friend who was a coach at William Mary in the seventies. His son is actually now an assistant at Howard. It was at Notre Dame for like twenty years. And I've hey, actually look, I'm looking at a site from a former um from where we you and I used to do the show with years ago. Basically right it, now. Daddy, I was wondering if he was missing it because I have it on some of my logs. I mean, how, yeah. here, here's what happened, Gabe. It was a neutral court tournament, a two-day tournament in November. They played Georgia State and then they played Howard. So I think that's where things got screwed up on some of the sites. It's yeah, not that it was yeah. a non-line team. It's just that it was one of those neutral courts with the schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, they just didn't make, yeah, exactly. They didn't, they didn't I get have the schedule in advance. So they just yeah, never, yeah. It was quick turnaround, 11 exactly. in the morning or whatever so the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on a serious note, though, in a big picture, like, once again, 358 teams, this is why you have to be a little careful. Because remember, I was looking at a site the other Remember, I said a team was five and six going to the Bulls the other day, and I was mistaken. It was leaving out a game of my logs. And then, um, I was doing the show with Marco D'Angelo on Monday, and he said the same thing about, um, I believe it was West Virginia tonight. One of the sites was showing them at five and six. I didn't think that was right, and I looked it up, and they were six and six. So, no, no, got- everybody's six and six are better, yeah, except Rutgers, who got in well, I, on the on the free pass. I got to give you credit on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember I called it academically, it right? It was a week ago tonight, last Tuesday night. We were talking about Man, it. I'm right all the time. You're like, this. yeah, they, all these teams get bumped. They let teams in like Rutgers. That's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody, everybody was shocked by it. I told people, and then after that, they were like, "Dear God, I don't know, you said Rutgers." You did, and I told them, "I said, yeah, no, I said Rutgers are the first one up." I'm telling you, but people were shocked about it. And you and I talked about it academically. That's why. And people are wondering, like, why Rutgers of all five and seven teams? Basically, they told the the, the schools. If there's not enough six and six teams, you've got a million freaking bowl games now. Yeah. That's a 43 or whatever, right? So they said, listen, if we don't have enough six and six teams, we're not shutting the bowl game down. We're going to bring five and seven teams in, uh, except we're going to reward five and seven teams with the best GPA average. I love it. It's great. And and so I called it Rutgers, and we said, wow, Rutgers of all schools, huh? <laughs> well, if that's the case, Gabe, I'm holding out the chance that William Mary's basketball team might make a bowl game. Yeah, you're right. They're going to get a call. That's the only reason I'm still going. <laughs> They'll get a call. So when, when, this Hofstra team, I swear to God, it's ironic, though, Steve, how all this stuff comes together. Yeah. We've talked about William & Mary so much, and I've talked about Monmouth a lot. And Monmouth, oh, they're 12-0. and They're 12-0 and ATS, right? Not anymore because Hofstra got them. Yeah. So watch the our, our Hofstra going to be like the ones that took out Monmouth and then be the ones to allow William and Mary to get their first cover. You know what I mean? Like, Are they going to be part of history somehow of this 2021 college basketball history, Steve? Well, you know, we always talk about trying to don't try to catch that falling knife, right? And on New Year's Eve, everyone went out there drinking. Don't try to catch those falling knives. You know, it's not a good game to play. Yeah, and don't, 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 don't like set off fireworks on your own either. That's that'd be other, my other advice. Or, or, buy motor, or buy a motorcycle with your signing bonus when you're like 22 years old and about to play a professional sport. There's just a lot of life tips you and I could yeah. give people now that we're older. But yeah, I mean, William Mary's the epitome of a falling knife. And not only are they not covering. But look at their last two games. I was at the Fairfield game a few Sundays ago. They lost by 23 as a seven-point dog. They just lost by 22 as a 15-point dog at Valpo. 
you know, they're they're missing out by several baskets. They're not even within teaser range. And this Hofstra team's good too. They beat a good Mama team, seventy-seven, seventy-one in New Jersey. Yep. They look, bro. They beat Arkansas, eighty-nine, eighty-one. Um, and they beat John Jay before that by fifty-one. John Jay. Yeah, John Jay. <laughs> no you can call that. me Ray. You can call me Jay. Just, you know. <laughs> and they beat Bucknell. They beat Princeton. Uh, they beat Detroit. Um, they did lose to Richmond. Um, so, you know, listen, they've, they've had some impressive wins so far uh, this year. They did lose to a uh, close loss to Maryland, two-point loss. I don't think William and Mary can hang, Steve. I know it's a lot of points, and the market's starting to catch up, aren't they, right now? Like, what should this be, 11.5 instead of the 15.5? Yeah, they lost by two at Maryland, lost by eight at Houston beginning of the season. That's a good Hofstra team. It's a terrible William Mary team. That's the big question, though, Gabe, with the falling knife is, like, when does the line catch up? And like I'm saying, the last few games, they've been 8 to 12 to 20 points off the spread still. Um, they did have the exam break before the Valpro game. They actually shot 49% at Valpo. That was a good sign, but they gave up 58. They're terrible at the <laughs> Defensively, uh, they don't shoot well at times. Hoff, hey, look, look, look at the setup here, though. If you want to talk about a scheduling setup, it's not good for Hofstra. As you mentioned, the upset of Arkansas is a 12-point dog. Just beat Monmouth as a four-point dog on the road. And now they have Elon on deck on Friday on New Year's Eve on the road, another conference game. But this is the first conference game of the season for both teams, so it's hard to imagine they're going to overlook them. Um, 14 and a half seems big, though. I mean, look at William Mary's other home games recently. They were a seven-point dog, three-point favorite, eight-point dog. They lost by 15 as an eight-point dog to Old Dominion. But this line's not high enough still. If you look at just the margin of victory, they've, these two teams have played equal schedules overall, and the line would be 21 on a neutral court. And you add a couple points, so it's like 18 or 19. I still think it's probably too short. And I'll tell you what, Steve, you talked about the college basketball slate and how bare it's been, but it does pick up. It does pick up on Wednesday. Full slate of games. You know, not not a ton of high-profile games, but at least there's basketball games uh, on all day long. And who knows how many of them will get canceled before the right, end of exactly. the day, right? But so, like you said, we'll sort of take it take it step by step. But hey, we've got some SEC action tomorrow night. Tennessee and Alabama uh, in action. The nine and two Tennessee Volunteers take on Alabama. Nine and three. That's a pretty big time uh, early season game right there. Yeah, I mean, there's also a LSU and Auburn, who's a combined, um, what are they, 23-1 and one combined, I think. So we do have some really good SEC games on Wednesday night. Um, Alabama, really good team. They play fast. Um, Tennessee, I made probably more money with Tennessee for my clients last year. I got off to a 25-7 and seven start last year in college hoops. I think at least four or five of those winners the first two months was on Tennessee. I think I used them like 11 times last year. Went 8-3 and three with them. Um, so they were my play-on team last season. A really, really good half-court defensive team again. Uh, so it's always hard, hard to play against teams like that. Uh, but this Auburn-LSU game uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday at 7 Eastern, might be the best game on the board. Auburn's about a two-and-a-half-point small home favorite. Uh, both teams are rolling in this one. And uh, we'll see what the difference is. I mean, Auburn takes a lot more three-point shots. That's always kind of a you know random factor. LSU has one of the best three-point defenses in the country. But Auburn is at home, so I think that'll be a great game to watch. And Alabama, 6-0 and at home as well. They're a very tough team to beat. Um, very tough team to beat in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it's a big time game tomorrow night. Uh, they're laying one and a half, two points in that game. Steve Merrill with us. A uh, wager talk. Time's just flying by here. So listen, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll we'll hit some college football with Steve uh, Merrill on the Twisted Tuesday. Countdown to the college football playoffs are on. You know, it seems like the bowl season sort of you know. You know, we're sputtering through the bowl season, but it's actually, you know, here it's 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 coming up. College football playoffs, man, uh, around the corner. We break it down. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary, and not guaranteed. This is Sports Rage. I am Ramsey Defense, the players, the hustlers, the Steve Merrills, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. It's the Twisted Tuesday. Countdown to kickoff is on. Before we get Steve's thoughts on the college football uh, playoff, let's take a look at the, uh, the morning action uh, right now. And it's the Virginia Power Hour. We're just talking about um, William and Mary. Let's talk some uh, Virginia Tech football right now. Maryland Terrapins and Virginia Tech, longtime rivals in the old days, uh, go head-to-head here, Steve. And the Virginia Tech Hokies, this is a football team in which you need to dig in, people, and take a look at who's not there. We've seen some teams step up, though, right? Some teams can step up without this guy or without that guy. But, man, you look at uh, the West Virginia situation, and yeah, th- this is a team that's, you know, basically, so what, they their quarterback is transferring, uh, their best defensive back is out, their best defensive lineman is out, they fired their coach, they've got an interim coach. I mean, I could go on here, Stephen. I got to tell you what, I thought Fuente would be more successful here, but they ran out of patience. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was a good hire for Virginia Tech when he come from Memphis, you know, did really well there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a situation, both Virginia and Virginia tech. Don't forget Mendenhall's gone and they had their game canceled up at Fenway yesterday, um, or Monday, yeah. um, or actually no yesterday, Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, Virginia tech is a team that's gotta be careful with here. You know, it's all about motivation. In these bowl games, we talk about it all the time. If I'm looking at just the regular season, uh, my power range would favor tech actually in this one by two. Uh, but obviously, and that's actually where the line opened around two and a half. Now they're three and a half point dogs. So, um, it's obviously a pretty big line adjustment based on all the reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, we should note. So uh, they're leading. They're leading. Pat. They're leading receiver, uh, Tavion Robinson, transferred to Kentucky. Uh, the the receiver that had the most yardage um, left. <laughs> he just split, and he's getting ready for the NFL draft. Uh, Burmeester is is transferring. Um, not to mention their defensive line. Their top two defensive linemen have opted out. Uh, they're not playing. It's just basically like, you know, it's one of those deals, man, when they fired the coach and everything. A lot of these kids like the coach and they're like, screw it. Right? I'm not I'm not even going to stay. I'm not playing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
you know, you and I talk about it. You know, I'm not a big, I'm a big believer in the motivation thing, but I'm also going to clarify that. And there's always a caveat, Steve. I'm a big believer that both teams are motivated in those early bowl games when they're six and six and stuff there's, but there's different levels of motivation and excitement. Like basically Maryland don't have all these problems. We'll put it that way. Like, right. you know what I mean, they've got a coach, they've got a quarterback, they've got good recruits. No one's bolting. No one, you know what I mean? Like it, the sky isn't falling on them. Virginia Tech's a team in flux here. Right. And it's, yes, the line has moved six points or whatever, but Maryland's still only a three and a half point favorite, right? So they only have to win by like less than a touchdown still to cover. Um, and like you just said, it's not just about the key players being out. The bigger picture for me and the concern is that if they don't care, why is anybody else going to care? You know, and it's just that lack of motivation. And it's not like you're going in as a three touchdown underdog here and maybe you hang. You're basically, it's almost a straight up win situation still at three and a half. So it's very difficult. We saw that the Mac had been terrible, right? And Western Michigan went out there. They moved that line by about two touchdowns. Western yeah, Michigan went from like them. a seven-point yeah. dog to a seven-point favorite against Nevada, who was without their star quarterback and other players, and they just got blown out. Well, would and what's you agree with this, Steve? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, would you agree with this? Like, you see in the NFL, teams can manage. Now, listen, Ian Book struggled the other night, but teams can manage, right? They can be down a bunch of guys. They can manage. College, some of these teams, it's just too much to overcome. Like, you right. know, if you look at a team like Nevada, all right, you have your star player, Carson Strong, is a great quarterback. Well, he's not there. Your coach isn't there. And, oh, yeah, and, like, four wide receivers split with the coach, right? right? And we could go on. They were missing just too many guys. It's too much to overcome. It feels the same way with, with Virginia Tech here. Exactly right. Yeah, that's why I brought it up, because I think Virginia Tech reminds me a lot of that Nevada situation. And the difference also, of course, is that the pros, as you said, the backups are all college all-stars, obviously. Yeah, they're and, good. Exactly. Right. Well, And also, they still had motivation. I mean, the Saints you didn't see play in the them NBA, out. Steve. I think it's a good example. Like, right. yeah, all these guys are out. I mean, these teams still cover. They still win. T-Wolves won the other night with a G League team, bro, and they played great, right? Oh. Guys are playing for money. They're playing for contracts. They're playing to stay in the NBA. They're yeah. all good. Good too. College, they're not all good. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and you can, I mean, you can argue those guys are playing harder than the starters sometimes at the pro level. Because I mean, they really it's an audition. Like you said, you get right. out of the G League. Um, the big thing too with these bowl games is they don't count. Like the Saints were still playing for a playoff spot. I know they didn't play well Monday night, but like you know, they still had motivation for that. Why would any of these players care? Like their coach is gone. The stars have all jetted on them. Maybe like screw this game. But what I was going to point out about that Nevada game. Even Nevada, without their star quarterback, still put up, what, 24 points. The defense was terrible. Um, so I think when there's a lack of motivation, whether it's basketball or football, you've always heard me say this, when there's a lack of motivation and focus, I think it hurts the defense. You know, you see that street ball mentality in basketball yeah. when there's no defense. Um, so maybe look at the over here. Even though the receivers are out, I, I still think the, uh, you know, the quarterback's capable. But I think there could be some offense. I always think, too, like I said, all these kids, everyone wants to compete. Nobody wants to embarrass themselves. Uh, when, when they're on the field, the ice, the court, et cetera. But as me and Steven is talking about, if you're on a team and you're not you're not dumb, you're sitting there on a team bus, you're sitting there eating together, and you're like, well, our coach isn't even here. No, our quarterback's gone. And like, players don't care. Yeah, and you, and you start to realize, you're like, well, okay. And, yeah, the kids that are there are going to step up and they're going to try, but, you know, there's only so much depth that some of these teams have. And it seems like Virginia Tech, there was a revolt that, like, basically every good player said, I'm not playing. Right, that concerns <laughs> right, it wasn't me. just yeah, like you look at the ducks, okay? The ducks are in a bad spot too, but not everybody split. Just Kayvon Thibodeau did. You know what I mean? Not everybody said screw it. Virginia Tech, it's like multiple kids, like obviously spoke to each other, 
and said, you know what, F it. I'm a Fuente guy. I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, that's I said from the start, you know, a few weeks ago, the key to handicapping the bowls is the motivation. And while we, you know, we always try to figure out the motivation, I think it's a pretty good clue when star players are jetting that the motivation is probably not pretty good in that locker room right now. Especially when they're not even NFL guys, some of them. They're They're like, no, I'd rather just not play anyway. And they're they're taking on a hungry, I think a hungry Big Ten team that had to win their final game to become six and six. And they blew out Rutgers. Oh, it would mean a lot for Locks to get a bowl win here and stuff. The program going in the right direction. You know, yeah. So I mean, you know, here again, like, was the six-point move enough? Enough? Probably not. I mean, that uh, that, that Western Michigan game was a fourteen-point move, and it still didn't matter. All right, so Iowa State and Clemson. I think some people might make the argument that Clemson aren't going to be motivated because it's not the massive games that they play in. I don't buy into that. Right? Their expectations were shattered a long time ago, Steve. Right? right. Clem- the Clemson Tiger players knew quite a long time ago they weren't going to the playoffs. You know, so they battled hard, actually. Their offense just isn't very good. That's what it comes down to. Their defense is still pretty damn good. And I don't like, you know, these under, Steve, you know, college bowl total at 44, man. But I don't see where the points are coming from in this football game. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the offense, 30 or more in each of their last five games. And put that in I do like Clemson. I do yeah. like Clemson in the game. I should Yeah, but I was going to say that the offense, you know, wasn't good all year. Exactly right. right. That's why they got off to that slow start. But they were averaging only about 20 points a game the first half of the season. They've averaged about 35 the last five. So they've gotten better. And the defense has been fantastic all year, to be honest. Uh, one of the yes, best yes, defense still in the country. Defense, yeah. I mean, yeah, look at, they actually have better numbers in some regards in Georgia now after that Bama game. So, I mean, they give up 15 a game, 4.5 yards per play. Um, this is a really good defense, and if that offense had clicked a little bit earlier, this would be a playoff caliber team. And it very well might be. They they and actually look, might... remember no, they remember even the game they lost ten three to Georgia, right? And Georgia smoked everybody all year. I'm telling you, man, Clemson right now might be one of the four best teams in the country. So it sounds like you like them then in this. Uh, the thing is, though, like when I look at all the numbers this year, my power ratings, believe it or not, actually favor Iowa State by three and a half. I mean, that's what's crazy because Iowa State was a very underrated team as well. This wasn't the matchup I was hoping for. Yeah, but they don't win Iowa State. They're trendy no, they every week. Don't they don't win. I mean, they're seven and five. They're very they're a power ranking team. They're a trendy team, Steve, right? I get it. Matt Campbell, this and all that. And another thing is, I'll take Dabo over Campbell. And Dabo had his pride hurt a little this year. Like, Dabo cares about everything, Steve. The guy's a competitor, right? He cares. He doesn't want to embarrass himself. They didn't have a great recruiting class. He's got to stop the bleeding, and he certainly doesn't want to lose to Iowa State here. I don't see it happening. I think the Clemson Tigers get it done. Yeah, it's just tough because and the star running back for Iowa State's out too. Well, yeah, I mean, they're again, like if you look at the overall numbers this year, Iowa State's had better, much, much better offense. But I think it's misleading because yeah, Clemson's played really good down the stretch. Uh, The question for me, Gabe, as you said, is you know, will they be focused for this? I think they probably will because they knew their season was over back in like mid-October, and then they finished five and zero straight up, four and one ATS their last five. You know, really played good offensively. So why would any of that change now? Oh, yeah, they were hell-bent on trying to win the ACC, actually. Like, they did. They went down swinging. They never tapped out. So, you know, I'm fascinated by the fact that Bob Stoops is coming back for a game. I think this is super cool. And I got to also wonder about Bob Stoops. I mean, he was kidding about uh, getting a tequila, getting dumped with tequila if they win a game, right, instead of Gatorade. So clearly he's got a sense of humor, and he said, oh, what are they going to do, fire me? Now, nah, this doesn't mean I think he's going to get stupid, and start going for it on fourth down from his own five-yard line. But I would expect a pretty aggressive Bob Stoops here. Uh, a one-game coming back here. The kids are all excited uh, to, to to play for a legend. Uh, there's a statue there for him, right? So the players are like, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is super cool. And you got Venables coming in, who's a hard-ass and a great coach, speaking of Clemson. 
That's the only thing, too. Clemson lost both their coordinators. That's something we should bring up. Yeah. But uh, um, we got to bring that up. But every team seems to have lost everybody. But <laughs> but I just find it fascinating that Bob Stoops is back. Cool, uh, cool situation there. Yeah, I mean, once again, you look at the surface here, this is like letdown bowl, right? These are two teams that were in the running for the national playoff, you know, just a month ago. Oregon was obviously kind of a phony at fourth, I thought, for yes, a while. Yes, yeah. You know, and Utah exposed them twice in three weeks, but right? I think on. Venable, the higher Venables and Stoops coaching, like it's still Oklahoma. Yeah, Lincoln Riley left and stuff, Steve, but I was. it's a hell of a hire. Like they're still going to be badass. They're just going to be more defensive orientated now moving forward. Yeah, it's just a question of which Oklahoma team shows up. You know, you think back to that, what was it, the Tulane yeah. game, 40 to 35. We're like, what's wrong with that? You know, and they then all... can be really good or they're yeah, not. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. yeah and then I that Nebraska disagree. game, 20 And I don't even know if that's motivation, Steve. They're just freaking inconsistent. They are. And that concerns you when you've been off now for almost, that's actually over a month. They last played November 27th. Um, so that's a concern for me which Oklahoma team shows up. And remember the Nebraska game, 23 16. Man, that Oklahoma defense is looking good this year. That Oklahoma defense was a problem. I mean, that's why they're not in the playoff picture. Their offense was very good um does the layoff hurt that offense so i mean that'd be my other question yeah they you know what they were they weren't as bad as people said they didn't win 18 games in a row they had a long streak going it's just nothing ever really clicked at the same time for them it was always a battle right so you know one game the defense would be good and the offense struggled then the offense would be good and then the defense was like it was sort of like always a tug of war and then finally the turnovers caught up to them they had a young quarterback i i would say that the turnovers but listen, we always play psychiatrists and stuff, and we don't ever really know. But I do follow the the Sooners pretty closely and the Ducks as well. And you look at the Ducks, they lost their coach, but it's kind of different. Like they're hiring a no-name guy. There's, you know what I mean? There's just sort of, it seems like that program is regressing. I think Oklahoma will just sort of churn along here. I think the fact that it's in Texas as well, right? Sooner Nation are going to show up in a big-time way. I don't. I wouldn't take the Ducks here. It's the Sooners or past, Steve. Yeah, by the way, the biggest problem for Oklahoma this year, I think, was their pass defense. If you look at, like, opponents played, statistically, they were below average most of the year defending the pass. So that's going to be the key to this game. Can Oregon take advantage of that? They're not a great passing team either. Right, I don't think it's as strong as some of the teams Oklahoma faced. And, um, by the way, some line move in this game. Um, I did a show last week for Wager Talk TV. The line was four and a half. My power range favored Oklahoma by five. Oh, it's steaming now. Yeah, Yeah, six and a half now. But it's hit some sevens over the past week in some locations. Mostly six and a halves now, but some sevens out there. So if you like the Sooners, you probably grab the six and a half now. Um, I think we'll see some sevens. But, yeah, we've seen some money coming on Oklahoma the past few days. I wouldn't be surprised to be higher, actually. All right, Steve, we got to get out of here. We're already uh, we're already pressed uh, for time. So uh, in 30 seconds, college football playoff. I'm looking at both underdogs, Steve. Looks like Michigan's going to be a very, very public play. Maybe the most public dog of the entire bowl season is Michigan plus seven and a half. My power ratings make the line seven and a half, so it's definitely spot on. Um, the question for me, Gabe, was Georgia really focused for that game, or are they just kind of going through the motions now they kind of locked up a playoff seed? Steve Merrill, wager talk. Happy New Year, Steve. You too, Gabe. Thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. I'm dead, but I'm not. Screaming a warning. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Thanks to Mike Sando, Andrew McCannis, Steve Merrill for joining us on the Twisted Tuesday. Thank you to you, wherever you are. Uh, tuning in uh, this evening, the mightier 1090, San Diego, Southern California, Los Angeles. Maybe you're in Texas, Nebraska, New York, Toronto, Vancouver. Alaska, uh, Australia, Germany, or anywhere else in between. So a shout-out to everybody, Sirius XM Channel 159 Global uh, Audience uh, as well. So uh, early football tomorrow. We're going to be on at 6 o'clock Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks and Television Networks and a bunch of TV affiliates as well. There's going to be two games that start before we're on. Hopefully they both play, but yeah, they should be. Uh, pretty cool stuff, man. Yankee Stadium. That's always cool. I, lo- I love these games in baseball stadiums, especially the traditional baseball stadiums. So you got Yankee Stadium, uh, Maryland Terrapins, and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, man, it was confusing earlier. I think I called Virginia Tech West Virginia, but West Virginia were on TV, right? So West Virginia's on TV, and then Merrill brought up the Virginia game being canceled, and uh, it was a big Virginia Virginia crossover. But Virginia Tech. Listen, Virginia Tech have a lot of problems. And I can, I can live with a team, all right, they got a new quarterback. They got this. They got one guy here. Whatever, man. They lost their two best uh, defensive linemen. They lost their two best uh, defensive backs. They lost their two best wide receivers and their quarterback and their coach. Other than that, everything's great. Right? They, they do their running back state for whatever reason. Uh, their running back state. I like Maryland. I'm not really in love with laying three and a half points. You know what I mean? I think there probably will be points. Maryland games can get get weird and stuff like that. But I think Maryland's going to get it done. And this next game's a really cool one. And it's not going to be a track meet. 545 Eastern. The other one's at 220 Eastern. 545 Eastern. Iowa State and Clemson. You want to talk about having money on a game. Matt Campbell's got 250K on this if he wins. The coach of Iowa State gets a 250K bonus if he wins this game. He's got money on the game, but he won't win. Clemson's going to win. Clemson wins. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.